0: Hello. Welcome back to The Passion Project. My name is Alex Adams, and today we are very, very lucky to have Gordon Miller of TSN and newly of ESPN as well to talk about his career and um, in, in, in sports broadcasting. Um, welcome to the show, and how are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, so you have a job a lot of kids would dream of. And what was, like, was it always your ambition as a kid to become a sportscaster and how did you get um, a start so early in life
1: so you know yeah i always liked sports and i remember it's funny i remember specifically the day watching the 1982 nfc championship game between san francisco and dallas the famous dwight clark catch that was called by vin scully and uh and thinking wow that must be a cool job i wonder what he does during the day Mm -hmm. like is he a teacher or an accountant or a lawyer and one of my friends said no that's his job and I was like wait you can do that for a job like full-time yeah and uh and I was I was interested and then I was living in Edmondson and um and uh I was uh I ended up doing some PA announcing at my high school like for track meets and basketball games and things like that and then uh someone from the university of alberta asked me if i'd be willing to help out there and that and and then uh some guys from cbc mm-hmm. um said looking for somebody to help out the weekends would you be available so i started doing that and that's kind of where it led to me mm-hmm.
0: interesting and was there kind of a moment as a kid like I, you mentioned the vince scully did that kind of automatically for you i want to be a broadcaster or was it kind of yeah,
1: i think so yeah, yeah. i okay. think so like i saw yeah. that about that would be a really cool job to have. And, and, um, you know, it's obviously hard to get into. And I was very fortunate, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so at CBC Edmonton at the time, they did the highlights for all the other stations across Canada because they had two satellite dishes and they could feed, and it was rare at the time. This is the early 1980s. And so they could take everything in and send it back out. So I would do all these highlight packages for stations across the country. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that was kind of how I got into it. But then, um, you know, after a few years at CBC, I started doing live broadcasts, you know, hosting and mm-hmm. I didn't do much play-by-play at CBC. It wasn't until I started at TSN that I started doing play-by-play.
0: And and what was it kind of like being in Edmonton and, and fo- like following those Oilers teams, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the highlight and, and that must've been like super exciting for you.
1: It was crazy. You know, they were just, uh, you know, they were the best team in the world, really, mm-hmm. um, Some of the greatest players. And uh and so yeah, it was it was, you know, you're just starting out, you think, wow, is it always gonna be like this? But you knew it wasn't. I mean, you Mm -hmm. you knew that it was sort of a moment in time that they wouldn't be able to keep it all together, and but um yeah, it was amazing because everywhere you went with the team, they were just like, you know, every building was full they went to, everyone was clamoring to see them and talk to them, and you know, I mean, it was Gretzky and Messier and Coffee and curry and fewer and anderson like just all these hall of famers yeah yeah. and and they scored like crazy so yeah it was it was interesting it was you know they they lost in 86 to calgary yeah yeah. and you know and then there there was the gretzky trade and and then they came back and won the cup in 90 like there was never any shortage of things to report on with that team
0: yeah. And did you feel like because of that, you kind of got more kind of in the spotlight, like were you doing more national hits and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Because yeah, like sports weekend at CBC was always asking for stuff. And, you know, at the same time, Kurt Browning was the world figure skating mm-hmm. champion. Um, the Edmonton Eskimos at the time, you know, they won the great cup. They went to the great cup like four times. Yeah. So there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of sort of stuff going on in Edmondson. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there was just a ton of stuff happening, always felt
0: like it. Yeah, no, I just think of the City of Champions thing that they have outside, and now it's maybe not the same, but uh, definitely was in the 80s. Um, do you want to just kind of explain how or what happened when you went to TSN and how that came, kind of came about? And uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah. So
1: they, they, they offered me a job in 1988. Uh, I mm-hmm. turned it down. And then in 1990, I felt like I was ready for another challenge. They came back and offered me a job, like the Labor Day weekend in 1990. My contract was open at CBC, then it had expired. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of, we were just negotiating a new one. And uh, so I literally, I came to Toronto on September the, I interviewed on September the 8th, whatever the Labor Day Monday was, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I moved here like five days later. Wow. I flew home, packed up my stuff got in my car and drove from Edmonton to Toronto and yeah. the movie band arrived like three days later. And I literally, you know, September 14th was my first day, I did what was then called sports desk. I did it that night.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And what kind of drew you to like make the big switch?
1: Um, well, I think, you know, to be honest, uh, certainly at CBC, you can see there was going to be financial challenges ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and in fact, shortly after I left, they laid off like 2000 people. Wow. Uh, I probably would have been fine, but you could just see that, you know, and TSN was only at that time was six years old and it started in 84, but you could just see it was, you know, it was taking off. Although when I left, a guy from CBC said this is the biggest mistake you'll ever make in your career. And don't, don't come, you know, begging back for a job because there won't be one here before you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but no, it's, it was, I mean, the, the thing about TSN then and, and now to an extent, but then especially was just there was just massive opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, they
1: were you know it was a twenty four hour sports network. There was always stuff to do, yeah. and and they were like you know can you do this? Can you do that? Sure, I'll try it. Yeah. And uh, so it was you know it was small too. I mean it was mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of people, and uh, but it was great. And uh, but certainly you know leaving Edmonton where I'd grown up, coming mm-hmm. to Toronto, I was traveling a ton, so I was hardly ever here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that was an adjustment, but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I, and I still, it was 32 years ago and I, I still, yeah. and what I,
0: kind was 25.
1: Of... Like, I was 25 when I moved. here.
0: Wow. Wow. I, I was just going to say, what kind of stuff did they put you on to kind of start off? Like, was it, were you kind of like the doing like kind of filling all the gaps and, and just well, kind of great experience?
1: Yeah. So I, I, I anchored sports desk. I hosted junior hockey coverage. I hosted NHL coverage. Sometimes I hosted the CFL. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a, there was an, So I started September 14th, and like three weeks in, there was an NBA exhibition game in Toronto.
0: Okay, yeah, before the team,
1: before the Raptors got here, and and they asked me to play by play of it. And when I got to the, it was at uh, it was at uh, Sky mm-hmm. and uh, and they said to me, uh, the producer said, um, "How many basketball games, how many NBA games have you called?" And I said, "This is the first NBA game I've been to." <laughs>
0: yeah so the first
1: i was laughing you know just there's a guy on twitter who was saying you know say something unusual so he, he was saying um the first nba game he saw he played it yeah yeah and, um, yeah, yeah. The, first NBA, the first nba game i went to i called
0: yeah no and did you know much about like any of the players was it kind I, of
1: i've watched you know i watched but i yeah i did a lot of research and tried to you know
0: yeah, yeah. and yeah, was... it
1: was a challenge
0: was that the first time you had done play-by-play, like at kind of a you know professional level? Uh,
1: I had done it a little bit before, but certainly not you know live like that and mm-hmm. you know to a national audience. And yeah. uh, it was fun, you know. I mean, uh, there was just there was just tons of opportunity. There were only a few of us. Yeah. we only had like seven commentators back then. Mm-hmm. And so you know it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That you know, of course, when I got here, so the Blue Jays you know
0: mm-hmm. we're at the hot we're, peaks
1: We're at the high, with the high peak and so there was that you know that was taking a lot of resources so there's other thing you know, i i reported on the blue jays and did mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff it was just it was mm-hmm. a great learning experience
0: and just to kind of go into the play by play like when you kind of did your first kind of play by play at for the raptors or, or maybe it was when you were younger was that kind of something that you really got drawn to and you felt this might be my thing more so than kind of other kind of uh, broadcasting like doing sports desk or anything else
1: yeah i really enjoyed it i, I had very little experience at it um mm-hmm. and i think the hard part is when you start doing it you, you think you need to sound like other people and you don't what you learn is you need to find your own voice mm-hmm. and i had some great mentors along the way um uh, you know, the late jim thompson who was the president of tsn was excellent with me just say hey just you know don't try to be bob cole be yourself mm-hmm. and uh and I got lots of reps doing like junior hockey, university sports, mm-hmm. all kinds of things like that, which was great just to get, you know, some reps of my belt.
0: Was there kind of a time or or kind of a, a time in your career at, at TSN when you felt you kind of, you got it? Or do you still feel like you, you still, like, you still don't have it? You still always can improve?
1: Well, I think you, I think you prove yourself every night. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, of mid to late 90s I was doing the CFL play by play I was doing junior hockey play by play I was the number two NHL guy I felt mm-hmm. like that was kind of my path mm-hmm. I was hosting I hosted the world junior until 2002 I called the world junior for the first time in 2002 but mm-hmm. I did a lot of NHL games I called the CFL I also did the CFL for ESPN for
0: for four oh, wow. years
1: oh yeah That's <laughs> when I started with ESPN. yeah and so so yeah I think I think that was kind of the um sort of that was the period like sort of Maybe six, seven years into my TSN time, I realized I probably wouldn't be doing sports center anymore. I was going to be on the road, calling games.
0: And, and just to kind of hit off that, you did mention you want, uh, I think you said Tom, Jim Thompson said that you need to find your own voice, but is there any kind of attributes or, or that you think are really important to become a really good play by play broadcaster?
1: Um, good eyesight. Um, I, <laughs> I, uh, I have a good voice. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm fortunate that way. I have a good voice. Um, And just, you know, research, knowing the players. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing is, Alex, like, if you said to me, you know, tomorrow night at Toronto's playing Tampa.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, if you said at at 5 o'clock if I got to call, you got to call the the Leafs lightning game tonight, I could do it. Yeah. like It it wouldn't be great, but I could do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you said you got to do, you know, the Hamilton-Ottawa- ohl playoff game in two hours yeah that would be that would be much harder yeah right because you don't have players so the trick is you know getting like at the world junior every year you Mm -hmm. know 10 teams so basically 230 mostly strangers Mm -hmm. that you have to learn in a hurry so that's that's the that's the challenge is is learning the players
0: and and i'll get in more to the world juniors and all that but i'm kind of curious just to go off that about how you're kind of prep for the world juniors, as you mentioned, like, is that, is this something in August when they have those, like some, or I forget what it's called, but the kind of the team. The can, showcase. Yeah. The showcase. Um, is that kind of when you start your prep or is it, you know, a month before because you're doing games for the Sens and Leafs and ESPN, like right before. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So it's, it's sort of an ongoing process. Um, and you, you, you know, you're trying to figure out who's going to be on these teams, and you kind of have an idea for Canada, the U.S. especially, mm-hmm. and just sort of keeping track of those guys. But basically, until the rosters are named, you, which is the final rosters are named on Christmas Eve. Yeah, those no, are Christmas night, Christmas night. Yeah, for Boxing Day. So, so that's when you learn them. Um, I did track and field in London in 2012. Mm-hmm. So I think there were 1600 athletes there. Oh my god! Uh, we did every every run, every jump, every throw, and. And so I spent two years learning those athletes.
0: Wow. Wow. That's, that's so impressive. Um, I I just kind of want to talk about just move into the world juniors and kind of you starting as the play-by-play guy. And um, what kind of experiences, like, do you have a favorite moment and what's that kind of been like for you?
1: I get asked that all the time. Um, So I was the host from, I was the host from 95 to 2001. And then I was named a play-by-play guy for the 2002 tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the, you know, World Junior is popular because it's the holidays, mm-hmm. it, it's hockey, it's you know Team Canada, and it's a fresh cast every year. Mm-hmm. You know there, there may be some people out there in the NHL right now that have Pittsburgh Penguins Fatigue or Tampa Bay Lightning Fatigue, you know, because you've seen these guys so many times. But with the rural junior, it's basically a fresh cast of characters every year. There's mm-hmm. only usually four or five guys that return. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's fresh every year. I think that's the great thing about it. It's mm-hmm. also kids. Yeah. So they you know, they go like you know, they're they're sort of up and down, right? They have mm-hmm. you know, when they score, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. When they give up a goal, it's the worst thing that ever happened. In the NHL, they're much more steady and calm. They, you know, they ride up the highs and lows, they don't really so but with the World Junior, there's so much emotion and so much passion. and The game's mm-hmm. changed so much. So that's a long-winded answer. I have so many favorite moments, Alex. I, I couldn't even, you know, the, the one that people talking about the most is the Jordan Everly goal.
0: I was at the that game, game, so I was going to ask you about it. Yeah, yeah.
1: so that, that, that's the one that gets talked about the most um, and gets played back the most. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, and one of the things people ask me is, you know, did you plan that? Mm-hmm. i was like yeah i sat in my hotel room that day okay canada ties up with five seconds left what am i going to say in that moment and and that's the you don't i try not to do that i don't script it and just let the moment be the moment mm-hmm. and uh but that's the one people ask about a lot but there's been mm-hmm. so many i mean i just it's it's literally hundreds yeah it's, it's hard uh, to it nail
0: um just a kind of a little tidbit what's it like for because i believe the world juniors are in the summer this year is, how yeah. is that kind of affecting you and are you are you going to do the world juniors again and, yep. and yeah
1: yeah i'll do them i'm going to do the hlinka gretzky under 18 tournament in red deer first week of august then i'll go up to edmonton i'll do the world junior well i think a couple of things it'll be different because it's in august but you know for the kids to play in it it's a pretty big thrill right and mm-hmm. so to make sure the tournament happens and they get a chance to play in it because a lot of them won't get a chance to play it again mm-hmm. you know the 19 year olds won't get a chance to play it again So Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's great. And then it's back to a more regular schedule. I'm really excited about Halifax at Christmas. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, And I'm glad it's going to kind of a smaller city, Mm -hmm. you know, a a non NHL building. So I think it'll be great.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, I just want to go back into kind of you covering the Olympics and you covered, you mentioned you covered um, Vancouver. um, Well, you did London 2012 and, and you did Vancouver. How is that like, and especially Vancouver 2010, what well, was that kind of atmosphere? And it must have been crazy.
1: It was crazy. And I think, you know, I mean, Canada obviously did really well. Um, it was, you know, we were right downtown in Vancouver. And the, the one thing was, you know, when you do an Olympic sport, you kind of have blinders on to everything else that's going on. So you're mm-hmm. we just like at the rink, at the hotel, at the rink, at the hotel. Um, so I didn't get to see a lot of the other stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was terrific. And London was one of the highlights of my career. I I really enjoyed it. It was different, you know, doing a a different sport, um, on the Saturday night, Great Britain won three gold medals in 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, in the Olympic stadium, you had a hundred thousand people, you know, the place was literally shaking. It -hmm. was phenomenal. So I really enjoyed that just for something different. Um, I I like the Olympics. Um, But it's not, you know, the World Cup soccer, I covered the World Cup in 94, 98. Those those would be two career highlights as well. Wow.
0: Um, I think TSN has the World Cup this year, but... uh, We do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just, I guess, just one thing, just to kind of maybe end off a little bit, what would you say do you love the most about being a broadcaster?
1: Um... I'd say two things. Uh, one, the people I work with—we have a great group. I'm very fortunate. The people I work with at TSN, on and off the air, are, are mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a challenge every night.
0: Yeah, it's, I've heard it's, you it's, say that, and I, I really like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: it's different every night, and it's a challenge because it doesn't matter what you've done before; mm-hmm. it matters what you do that night. And mm-hmm. uh, and you're always trying to prove yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And so I really enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. I really. I think that even after all these years, mm-hmm. you know, every, I've, I've done games that 10 million people have watched and I've done games that 10,000 people have watched, mm-hmm. but every one is its own challenge. Yeah. And, and I really enjoy that, mm-hmm. you know, live performance for three hours or double headers or whatever, every night. That's, mm-hmm. that would be the biggest thing. for
0: me. Yeah. yeah. Is there kind of something, you know, you, you've had such a great careers or something that you'd love to do, that you haven't yet, or like a box to tick, or is it you feel pretty settled? Uh,
1: I don't look at it that way. I I don't sort mm-hmm. of you know I don't have a, like a resume list yeah. of things I want to do. I mean I love soccer. I, I would love to call it a, a Premier League game, an English Premier yeah. League game. Yeah. I probably won't get a chance to do that, but I would love. I mean that'd be so much fun. Yeah. Um, I love going to them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I I'll just take whatever comes along. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just sort of do the next day. I'm, I'm leaving for the world hockey championship here pretty quickly and I'm looking forward to that and then mm-hmm. whatever the next thing is I'm I'm very lucky you know, you said off the top I have a job that a lot of people want mm-hmm. and I'm very fortunate to do what I do and I'm very grateful for it I, I never take it for granted
0: well that's a kind of great way I just I, I just want to talk a little bit about ESPN because I I didn't realize that you started working there until very recently and how is that very different to kind of TSN and other gigs or is it you know they just got the rights too.
1: Yeah, I worked for NBC for eleven years. Um, oh
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, before they lost the rights, so it's I don't think so. I think there's a little more in the US, a little more about storytelling. Mm-hmm. They want you to tell a few more stories during the game because you know there may not be the familiarity with the players and the teams that you'd have with a Canadian audience. No, I think that it's it's you know the games I did. Uh, I worked with very good people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so it's it's a it's more similar to different. I would say there's, mm-hmm. there's subtle differences, but it's more, it's more similar than different. And, and it, and it's also again like a challenge because you're working with different mm-hmm. people, right? Like yeah. I worked with two analysts this week that I'd never worked with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, director, I'd never worked with, producer, I'd never worked with. So all of that goes into what we talked about before the challenge mm-hmm. of, of every night.
0: I, I, this, you don't have to answer it directly, but I'm kind of curious about your relationship with Ray Ferraro. And uh, I mean, I love you guys when you're on the call and, you don't have to say he's your favorite to work with or anything like that. Uh, you, I don't want to get you in trouble, but um, what's that kind of dynamic like with, you know, uh, a color analyst and, and especially kind of if you wouldn't mind going into your relationship with Ray Ferraro.
1: So I, I work with Ray, Jamie McLennan, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Johnson. Uh, I work with uh, Dave Koolin. Um, So I'm very lucky that we're all good friends get along great. You know, I do most of my games with Ray mm-hmm. um, and it's funny, you know, I, I mean, obviously, it, you don't have to get along with your partner. It's not, you know, there's lots of people that don't. There's lots of broadcasters that don't get along. Like you, They only you, talk to each other on the air.
0: You don't have to say names, but do you know, like, broadcasters that, like, they don't have to despise each other, but don't love each other, but make great calls. Yeah. Too? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure,
1: there's yeah. a lot of examples of that. But with Ray and I, it's a great friendship. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a great working relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a great friendship. It's funny. We got back from we were the world championship a few years ago, and in Prague. And uh, the day we got back, Ray called me, Mm -hmm. and Cammy, his wife, was at home. She's, you two guys were just like together every day for a month. What could you possibly have left to talk about? Uh, We've never had a fight. We've never had an argument. We never. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 Mm -hmm. it's a, a blessing to you know, have colleagues that, that are really good at their job, that mm-hmm. you also get along with really well, that are great friends. You know, Jamie McClellan and I are great friends. And, and so is he's Mike. great.
0: He's great. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so very, you know, like, I'm very lucky that I, I work with really smart, mm-hmm. you know, really smart, good people. And, um, and I think that one of the things that TSN philosophy has always been is hire smart people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. we we've, we've hired very smart people. So, so I, I really enjoy that. But Ray and I, you know, it's it's hilarious. Like you know, he gets lost, and I'm always I'm always doing the driving, and you know, yeah. booking the, the flights and everything else. And, and seems he seems like know, a
0: happy curmudgeon. I don't know if that's a good. Yeah, he is. Then, I, I think the thing about yeah. him
1: that's misunderstood is that he's you know this grouchy, grumpy. He's not. Yeah. He can be a little. He can be a little impatient sometimes, but we all can. Yeah. He's got a. He's got a razor sharp tongue. He's mm-hmm. hilarious, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I think you know, like literally. Fifteen years we've worked together we've never raised our voices at each other wow oh. we chirp each other all the time
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: because i'll get i'll get i'm tall and i'll get walking too fast and he'll just stop and fold his arms and <laughs> and have like a sit-down strike it's yeah. i can't walk that yeah. fast. so uh no it's, it's great i'm like honestly alex like i have this unbelievable job i work with great mm-hmm. people you know and so You know, if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And that's, I mean, I'm living proof of that.
0: Yeah, I'll end off on just kind of a personal question, because I think the Sens are way too lucky to have you and um, Ferraro for a lot of the games. I just wanted to ask you about the team and what you kind of thought about them kind of going forward. And not really about the Melnick stuff, but just about kind of the team on the ice and and what you see them going forward.
1: I think what you see in them is, is a group of young guys that care about each other and play for each other. And that's mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a genuine affection that these guys have for each other and mm-hmm. a genuine unity. And, you know, obviously they've been through some losing. And, but, you know, they didn't go through long, terrible stretches. Like if you saw Detroit down the stretch, like they kind of imploded, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: right? Ottawa hasn't really done that. They won four of their first 20
0: they had the COVID um, stretch, but.
1: Like. Yeah, right. So, right. So, and they were forced to play through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that what I see is a young group growing together mm-hmm. and they're going to add more pieces as they go. But it's really hard to climb that mountain. You know, mm-hmm. when you look at their division, yeah. and how good Florida is and Tampa and Toronto and even Boston still is a very good team. Mm-hmm. You know, Buffalo is coming, Detroit's coming. It's hard every night. Like there are no easy games in the NHL. Calgary went into that series against Dallas, is a heavy, heavy favorite, and they're you know they're fighting for their lives. Edmondson, heavy, heavy favorite against LA. Like there's no easy nights. So so they're learning that. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing they have going for them is is that core Mm -hmm. that not only plays well together, but but really is cohesive off the ice. That's really important.
0: They do look very cohesive. I just my kind of worry is like, are they that kind of? Good enough tier of talent-wise to kind of break through, but uh, yeah, it'll, it'll...
1: Oh, I, the one thing is you, you can't look at them the way they are now. Like Tim mm-hmm. Stutzler in three years is going to be a way better player than he is now. Look at Brady uh, Kachuk now as, as opposed to where he was three years ago, right? Yeah. Like they're they're going to keep growing. Like mm-hmm. these young guys, and, and you know Jake Sanderson's going to come in, but, mm-hmm. but but you're going to get harder games. You're going to get more mm-hmm. number one goaltenders right? You get more attention from checking centers. Like Stutzler is going to see more attention from checking centers mm-hmm. and they're going to test you and mm-hmm. try to figure out, you know, what you can handle and what you can't. It's the hardest league in the world. Yeah. So, but I, I think there's reason to be optimistic. You know, it's going to take some time, but I think there's reason, really reason to be optimistic.
0: Yeah. No since Twitter is always kind of, uh, up and down, but they feel confident about the team. And I think, I, I think I have season- everyone's,
1: everyone's Twitter is up and down.
0: I know. I know. I, I love sense Twitter. I like it much more than others, but uh, maybe I'm just biased, but uh, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, I really, really appreciate this. And um, yeah, thanks again.
1: My pleasure, Alex. Good talking to
0: you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. And um, hope you guys uh, like the podcast and, uh, Take care. Bye.